in the, fir- in the fourth chapter of the first epistle of John, Beloved, believe not every spirit, but try the spirits whether they are of God, because many false prophets are gone out into the world. Now hereby know ye the Spirit of God. Every spirit that confesseth that Jesus Christ is in the flesh is of God. Every spirit that confesseth not that Jesus Christ is come in the flesh is not of God. And this is that spirit of Antichrist, whereof ye have heard that it should come, and even now already is it in the world. Ye are of God, little children, and have overcome them, because greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. They are of the world. Therefore speak they of the world, and the world heareth them. We are of God. He that knoweth God heareth us. He that is not of God heareth not us. Hereby know we the spirit of truth and the spirit of error. Beloved, let us love one another, for love is of God, and every one that loveth is born of God and knoweth God. He that, lo- knoweth, he that loveth not knoweth not God, for God is love. In this was manifested the love of God toward us, because that God sent his only begotten Son into the world, that we might live through him. Herein is love, not that we loved God, but that he loved us and sent his Son to be the propitiation for our sins. Beloved, if God so loved us, we ought also to love one another. No man has seen God at any time. If we love one another, God dwelleth in us, and his love is perfected in us. Hereby know we that we dwell in him and he in us, because he hath given us of his Spirit. And we have seen and do testify that the Father sent the Son to be the Saviour of the world. Whosoever shall confess that Jesus is the Son of God, God dwelleth in him and he in God. And we have known and believed the love of God hath sent, hath to us. God is love, and he that dwelleth in love dwelleth in God, and God in him. Herein is our love made perfect, that we may have boldness in the day of judgment, because as he is, so are we in this world. There is no fear in love, but perfect love casteth out fear, because fear hath torment. He that feareth is not made perfect in love. We love him because he first loved us. And if any man say, I love God and hateth his brother, he is a liar. For the, he, he that loveth not his brother whom he hath seen, how can he love God whom he hath not seen? And this commandment have we from him, that he who loveth God love his brother also. Whosoever believeth that Jesus is the Christ is born of God, and every one that loveth him that begat loveth him also that is begotten of him. By this we know that we love the children of God when we love God and keep his commandments. For this is the love of God, that we keep his commandments, and his commandments are not grievous. 
For whatsoever is born of God overcometh the world, and this is the victory that overcometh the world, even our faith. Who is he that overcometh the world, but he that believeth that Jesus is the Son of God? This is he that came by water and blood, even Jesus Christ. Not by water only, but by water and blood. And it is the Spirit that beareth witness, because the Spirit is truth. For there are three that bear record in heaven, the Father, the Word, and the Holy Ghost. And these three are one. And there are three that bear witness on earth, the Spirit, the water, and the blood. And these three agree in one. If we receive the witness of men, the witness of God is greater. For this is the witness of God, which he hath testified of his Son, he that believeth on the Son of God hath the witness in himself. He that believeth not God hath made him a liar, because he believeth not the record that God gave of his Son. And this is the record, that God hath given to us eternal life, and this life is in his Son. He that hath the Son hath life, and he that hath not the Son of God hath not life. These things have I written unto you that believe on the name of the Son of God, that ye may know that ye have eternal life, and that ye may believe on the name of the Son of God. And this is the confidence that we have in him, that if we ask anything according to his will, he heareth us. And if we know that he hear us whatsoever we ask, we know that we have the petitions that we desired of him. If any man see his brother sin as sin, which is not unto death, he shall ask, and he shall give him life for them that sin not unto death. There is a sin unto death. I do not say that ye shall pray for it. All unrighteousness is sin, and there is a sin not unto death. We know that whosoever is born of God sinneth not, but he that is begotten of God keepeth himself, and that wicked one toucheth him not. And we know that we are of God, and the whole world lieth in wickedness. And we know that the Son of God is come, and hath given us an understanding, that we may know him that is true, and we are in him that is true, even in his Son, Jesus Christ. Now this is the true God and eternal life. Little children, keep yourselves from idols. Amen. Now what do you think the sin unto death is? And why do you think the writer says, don't pray for a person that is in that sin unto death? Let me describe it this way to you. We can understand the sin that is unto death if we understand that a person that continually rejects the testimony of the Holy Spirit is a person that is sinning unto death. So perhaps we should be very much more careful in praying that God will allow such people into heaven. It is right for us to pray that they may repent. It is correct that we may pray that they should be brought to repentance, that they might believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. There is the right praying. But if we pray that we shall see them in heaven, we pray foolishly, for they have sinned a sin unto death. There is only one unpardonable sin in the Bible, 
And Jesus tells us of it in Matthew's Gospel. And he says, it's an interesting thing that men should understand the continual rejection of the testimony of the Holy Spirit, that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. That rejection is the sin unto death. That is the sin unto death. You see, Jesus is life, and God requires that we have life. And so God sent His Son into the world that we might receive life, so that we might overcome the world, that we might be greater than the world, that we might be victorious in the world, says the God, this epistle of the Gospel of John. Now then, the sin that is unto death, and it be, can come in many disguises. We can pretend that we're Christians. We can pretend to have followed all the rules. We can pretend to keep the commandments. The Lord Jesus said, if you love me, keep my commandments. If you'll look at what the, the apostle says in the fifth chapter here of John's first epistle, he says this in the third verse, this is the love of God, that we keep his commandments. His commandments are not grievous. They're not grievous. But we are to keep them. And the difficulty arises we tell the Lord Jesus we love him and we disregard his commandments. And I speak especially to those of you who are younger. Because we who are older have already learned how to do that and our conscience has become sort of polished over, almost as if it doesn't matter. And so we do it with a, with a feeling of, oh, well, God didn't strike us down the first few times, so he won't strike us down this time. And we who are older forget that God is never slack concerning his promise but always keeps it. And he says, what you sow, you reap. And so I speak especially to those of you who are younger and ask that you might be very careful. If you say you love Christ, keep his commandments. What are they? That you love one another. That you love those around. And that you stay true to his word. I know, that's easier said than done. But you see, that's one of the disguises. And you may please a parent or a friend, a relative or someone who has been close to you, and you may be very pleasing to them. You may have gone through all the motions of becoming a Christian. But my dear people, if it was false, we are sinning unto death. And if it was true, then repentance is already upon us. So let's be very mindful of these words in the next few days. We approach Christmas. It's a beautiful time, though it's sometimes very painful for some of us. It's a beautiful time to remember that the Lord Jesus came into the world, not for his own pleasure, but that he might bring glory to God in the salvation of our souls. We are God's gift to him. How are you going to be wrapped up this, um, this Christmas? Wrapped with sin, tied down with foolishness, carelessness? How are you going to be presented to Christ this Christmas? At variance with parents or with children? Or in harmony and in peace? How 
Will you, the present, be Christ the King? Think about it. It's worth thinking about.